I'm doing it right now, actually. I'm, I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing. And I can tell you right now, I'm not beating myself up. I don't even consider it procrastinating. I'm just not clear. Mm. I need to go get more clarity to say like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay, now I can go do it. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today I sit down with one of my dear friends and former PR accelerator members and PR agency clients, Melissa Machat. Melissa is an NLP master practitioner and entrepreneur and the founder of Realign Coaching and Consulting, where she helps empower and teach entrepreneurs how to create and scale an aligned business so that they can work less, make more, and build wealth with ease. All right, everybody, welcome back to Amplify. I've got one of my dear friends, former client, Melissa, here with us, who, as I told you, is an NLP master practitioner, entrepreneur, a very experienced real estate expert, and knows so many of the things to support entrepreneurs from going from solopreneur to CEO. And um, yeah. So like, thank you for, for joining on the show. I know we've scheduled, rescheduled this like so many times and stuff. So we're doing it. We're doing it. It's meant to be, it all worked out. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. And yeah. So let's just get into all of it and get started with rapid fire. You ready? Okay. Ready. What is something you're grateful for right now? Mm, learning what it means to slow down. Ooh. Okay. Yes. I'm going to ask you more about this later because I, I know we we've had similar types of experiences with that. And that is definitely a, a theme. Um, what is one of your guilty pleasures, whether or not you feel guilty about it? Oh, that yeah. Bravo. Uh, anything on Bravo housewives <laughs> and then going down the rabbit hole of all the Bravo Instagram accounts who like ah. on all of the stuff. It's like, it's amazing. I, I you're missing it's, out. If not, so. <laughs> I, do, I have never gone into the housewives universe. I, and I never, yo, I, this is crazy because I'm just realizing, I think I went into the Kardashian universe for the first time 
during like the all lockdown, shutdown, whatever, which I think so, which now feels like a thousand years ago. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was in 2020. Holy cow. Anyway. Yeah. I've and it was only on for like 14 years. So, and I right, started right. watching the Kardashians because they were like right next to where I grew up. So I was like, oh my God, there's this. Yeah. And, there's that, and like yeah. all the things. So, yep. yeah. One of my like go to hiking trails is like goes right by one of the houses they used to film at or maybe still film. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but haven't I, my go to in that world was like Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. But I, it's just gotten so even more dumb. I, I, I've given up on it, but okay. Random fact that people don't know about you or not many people would know. I would say I may have had a little rebellious wild side in high school and, you know, started going to raves like oh, yeah. 15 and a half, 16 years old. So a lot of, wow. Know, yeah. So, so lots of fun in high school. By the time I was a freshman in college, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not doing anything. You're anymore. like, I already did all my partying. That sort yeah. of thing. Which I mean, un- unfortunately, yeah, did a lot of partying and stuff like that in high school, like starting in junior high, um, mm-hmm. high school and stuff. Yeah. So by the time I was in college, I'm like, I mean, did some more in college Still as well, but I was like, I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. like kind of old news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if you weren't doing what you do now, what kind of job or career would you have? Like if you had like- to pick anything else. Yeah. I feel like it would be something in the dance, musical theater, Broadway world. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Any weird talents or special skills? Mm. I feel like I can like sense things or kind of intuition and just like read people pretty well. So I feel like if people are talking, I just kind of get a sense of like, past stuff that might've happened or where they're at now, mm. or I don't know, just little things like that, where I feel like I'm, I'm very good at like piecing things together and yeah. also very like visionary. I can see very big picture, like big thinking, but sometimes I'm either in the past or the future. Sometimes I have a hard time, like being in the now, okay. <laughs> they're trying to okay. it yeah. or- which knowing you, I'm like, Oh, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what did you want to be when you were little? So there is, I would say three big things. Uh, at one point I want to be like a lawyer, but then I read like the rainmaker in fifth grade and realized I didn't want to do that. Like I was a very serious child. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to be a Broadway musical theater yes, know, yes. actress star. And then, uh, the other one was a F-18 fighter pilot. Yes. Yes. That's right. We, we've, we've talked about that, which is so fun. Cause your, your dad does stuff in that in the, in the aviation world. world. And I do have to give a quick shout out because my, my loving father, he's an aviation artist. Uh, so I grew up in that world. Um, but he's going to be 74 this year and he just passed 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> Dad for like, he has like an airplane YouTube. Yep. It's all like aviation history, but like, it's really cool, but it's completely organic. He posts at like two in the morning. Like it's, how cute is this? Yeah, I it and it all started with like a bet that he couldn't figure out like, you know, how to use the and now he's a YouTube he's a YouTuber. Now he's yep. an influencer. Yes. I lo- I love this. I love this for him. <laughs> when when's the last time that you cried? Oh, let's see. Uh I get like like I can like get welled up with tears, but like an actual real like let it out cry 
I would say it was probably in April in Sedona with a lot of like at a retreat, lots of release work. Like that like deep therapy cry. Deep, yeah, like that. April. Like, I probably, yeah. Is it, yeah, is it August now? Okay. Four months. Yeah. Okay. That's not too, okay. Okay. I'm like, mine was, sh- should have been yesterday, but I had to hold back because my lashes had just been done and I couldn't get them wet. So I get like, I get, uh, I guess I should clarify, like I get emotion or I get teary eyed, but not like a full on. No drops, not a tear that drops. Right. Which (laughs) I, I realize I might like not suppress things, but I don't realize sometimes like I don't let emotions out maybe Mm. as much, but yeah, Sedona was a full on, like, like days in a row. And I'm like, this is okay. You're like, what is wrong? Something broke. <laughs> Something yeah, broke. I'm broken. <laughs> um, when was the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? Oh, probably when I was home visiting family. Was that really that long? No, when July, beginning of July? I don't even remember now. Beginning of July. So I know I need to laugh. I need to, I know, I know. (laughs) But you don't, Hey, I'm, this isn't, I am not putting any judgment or shame around this. You don't need to do anything. You just, you know, true. true. But it is is funny how, yeah. So it's like, I stay between like the, you know, I stay in, I stay in the zone. Yeah. yeah. But if I do like, I laugh so hard, like I like can't breathe cry. Right. Like, are you crying or you, I'm like, I'm doing both. You're like, I'm dying. Somebody help. Stop, please. I need to get, get back together. Um, what is your favorite meal? It's not really a meal, but I say ice cream (laughs) or like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Or, um, like Lebanese middle Eastern type. Yeah. Yeah. I like variety. I don't like committing onto like one thing. I want all the appetizers, all the things, all of it. And smorgasbord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm such an ice cream person, such an ice cream person. Um, what is your favorite travel destination or the next place you want to travel? Favorite British Virgin islands that I've Mm. seen so far. Uh, I would say where I want to go next. I really want to explore like big sky country, like Montana mm-hmm. and yeah. South Dakota. Same. And, like, I, yeah, I want to, I really want to go like travel the country and like see how many amazing things are here that we don't realize. Yeah. So, yeah. Big road trip. I feel like is in the future. Yes. I love that. Okay. So now shifting into some of our juicier, not juicier, but like you know, deeper questions, if you will, out of rapid fire, I would love for you to tell us your story, like how you got to, to where you're at now. Cause we've got, you know, everything from musical theater to real estate to now NLP mindset, like, you know, such a journey. So tell us. And fun fact, real estate at 24 years old, I think was my 21st job. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've always been like hustle, make money that comes from growing up thinking I didn't have money, even though we did, but in my mind we didn't. So I was like, as soon as I could start working or make, I was always selling things. Like I was like, just, I want, I want to make my own money. I want this independence. So yes, I grew up in musical theater. I grew up outside of Los Angeles, went to USC, graduated with a degree in theater. So, I mean, like full on theater (laughs) nerd here, uh, and was a stage manager in LA had a crazy idea to move to Vegas at 24 years old because I want to audition for the shows. I miss performing. I miss dancing. So I want to be like so cool. Vegas showgirl or, you know, covered, not topless, just yeah. to clarify that. Uh, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> well, like, just clarify that one. Not, not a stripper. Thank you. No, 
No, um, nothing wrong with that. I'm just very yes. like, yes. not that, you know, comfortable with that yeah. at all. So, um, totally cool if other people are totally fine. <laughs> so anyway, but that's not um, what I was pursuing. Yeah, no. Okay. I could have gone down a whole other tangent with that, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> Cause they make, there's the problem. They make a lot of money. Yeah. So I was very like tempted. I'm not going to lie. Cause I was like, do you know how much you could make doing that? But it was so not something I was comfortable with. That right. Right. I'm just going to yeah. clarify. Well, well, that's like the, like, like the only fans phenomenon that's happened over the past year. You're like, this bitch is making what? On OnlyFans? Yeah, like, and they're like, oh, yeah. Like, hmm, no, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I couldn't cocktail for the life of me. Like I, I, I even got a trade to like practice, you know, before moving to Vegas. Cause I was like, I need to figure out how to do this. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. More. I love that you were practicing before you moved. Uh-huh. And, and still dropped drinks on people, you know, and all the things so I was like, yeah, this is not meant for me. So I got a job actually dealing cards in a casino, uh, when I moved here because they were hiring young girls to wear these ridiculous outfits to be in the party pits. And like, there's music and dancing. Like it was yeah. meant to bring people in. It was the recession. Right. So it's meant to like have fun, bring people in. And I realized this is not what I wanted my life to be. And, you know, I had some rule for some reason that if I wasn't on a national, I have a lot of rules in my life. If I wasn't on a national tour or Broadway, by the time I was 25, I had to get like a real job. That was like my own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that we, and we make those. Yeah. And it's so funny how we sometimes make those, those like very arbitrary timelines and milestones up when we're young and then we stick to them. And you're like, why though? This yeah. didn't like, like, there's was no point to that, but for some reason I had to. <laughs> right. So that led me to get my real estate license. Cause I needed a real job. I didn't know it was commission. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew I was good at talking to people and actually someone at my blackjack table was like, you know, you have the perfect personality for sales. Like that's where you really make money is sales. You should be in sales. And I hmm. was like, okay, sell what? I don't want to sell things that I have to convince someone. So at least with the house, I'm not convincing you. You either need to buy or sell or right. you don't. So I was like, all right, why not? So I actually built my business pretty quickly. It came very natural, very easy for me. I was used to talking to people. I was used to what other people thought was rejection. But if you grew up auditioning, mm. you know that getting cut or not getting a part or being in an audition, you know, and you're like, next yeah, thing. Uh, so much of it. Yeah. Yeah. So picking up a phone or talking to someone who hung up on me, I was like, all right, whatever, move on. Like it's, it wasn't a big deal. So mm -hmm. I built my business. I got involved in a coaching organization that was very regimented, very accountability heavy, very like you will be in the office at this time, kind of making you a machine, which the foundation was there. It was amazing. It taught me so much. I built my business, like I said, pretty quickly, but I was miserable and I didn't understand mm. why. And I felt this will make a lot of sense because you know my triggers with accountability and lazy and lack of motivation or discipline. And all those things I felt every day, like I'm already late. I'm behind. I can't get in the office early. What's wrong mm. with me? Why am I a failure? I'm not doing as much as everybody else. I could be doing more. Why am I slacking? So I went into this like personal development journey, probably six or seven years ago, just to mm -hmm. figure out what the hell was wrong with me, why I wasn't hitting my goals, why I felt like a failure, why I wasn't good enough. You know, let's increase the accountability. Let's do all the things to force me to hit my numbers. And yeah. 
that led me to years later, NLP, where I went to a training end of 2019. And I realized that I wasn't broken. Nothing was wrong with me. I was out of alignment. That's not really what I was meant to be doing. And Mm. I started my new business, Realign Coaching and Consulting. And somehow here we are almost two years later. And I'm like, what the hell has happened over the last two years? Cause same thing. I want to say I haven't done enough or I haven't done as much, or, you know, what have I really done since then? And then it's like, no, actually a lot has happened. Yeah. I need to get, I'm learning to be a little bit nicer to myself in this mm-hmm. whole process. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and before I get into like the other questions I had coming up next, like how have you, like, what's been helpful for you to learn how to be nicer to yourself? Because there's, there's, yeah, we want to like pursue our goals and crush our goals. And like, you know, you and I are both ambitious and, and like driven and have had that like burnout, like go, go, go nonstop, like kind of life in the past and part of our career and all that. But so what's, what's been helpful for you to learn how to really be nicer to yourself and like acknowledge how much you really have accomplished? Ooh, I feel like there's a lot in that question. So the first would be awareness. Like I, it it was so unconscious. I didn't even realize I was doing it, Mm. but almost took NLP. I went through something called a breakthrough session, which in LP, the program I went through, I started coaching with one of the trainers and she took me through like a, like a seven to 10 hour, two day thing where you're unpacking like every limiting belief, every, every reason why you are the way you are and kind of releasing it and letting those stories go. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to the master practitioner training, we did another breakthrough session. And the first one I had done on career, and that still opened up a lot for me and my anxiety, like all the paranoia anxiety that I had been living with and was normal started to subside after the first one. And then that was November. So last summer, July, however many months that is, uh, I did one on personal development, like my self-image. And I didn't realize how horrible I was to myself, my body image, the way I perceive myself, the way I talk to myself. Like to me, I think that was the moment where it was like, oh, the language I'm using, which is why I'm so trigger happy when other people say lazy and things like that. Cause I'm like, hold on a second. This is coming from that guilt, shame, like not enoughness, not worthy. And, and that's not true. So I still work. It's still, I'm still working on it. Cause in my head, I still don't think I've achieved. Like I literally have days where I'm like, I don't think I've really achieved anything. And Mm. then it's like, no, but like I have, but that's because I tied my self-worth to how much money I'm making. So if I'm not bringing in money, then I feel like I'm not doing anything. Right. And like, that's, I've been doing, that's what I've been working on the most recently is like, no, that's not true either. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So even sometimes like writing a list out, like, okay, here's all the things that I've accomplished, like all the things that have happened and that I've accomplished, whether those like internal growth, external producing, right. Like in Mm -hmm. this month, this week, whatever. Yeah. To kind of like get like assess and like get an accurate, um, you know, representation of, of where you're at, because I completely can relate to that for sure. Like if I, you know, took a, a, a day off to like, just like watch veg out and watch TV, I'd be like, Oh, 
I had such a worthless day. Like literally would use that same kind of language when it's like, yep. oh, like, oh, I feel so worthless today because I didn't do anything. Ugh. Oh yeah. And I, know. and I realized I was punishing myself with migraines. I was punishing myself with headaches, intention headaches, not purpose, like not in, not on purpose, but like that was my way of like, see, you didn't do enough or I'd get stressed and, you know, or I'd eat something. It was like, you knew better than that. You shouldn't have eaten that. Like, you mm. know, now you feel terrible. Like that was stupid. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I realized we're human. That's normal. But oh, some of us do, I don't want to say struggle with it more, but some of us do have that internal voice. That's like brutal. And if we're not careful, we think we believe it. And, and yep. I've met some people who like, don't have that. And that confuses me. I'm like, well, it must be really <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have to like, yeah. I don't know. Like you don't like, have the angel and the devil on your shoulder. You just have the like, angel. What? Yeah, or like, you don't, you don't listen to it. Like, come on, you know, but yeah. I think, I think that's actually why I've gone through this journey is because I feel like I do understand and I do get it and I yeah. do still deal with it. And I'm not just success showed up and it was so, you know, natural and easy. I feel like I've probably made it harder on myself, but you know, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably right with that one. Um, so I would love for you to tell us all, tell everybody what, what does your business look like now? Like, how are you, how are you helping people? Oh, I love that you're asking me, see, like when you ask me that right now, I'm like, oh, a lot has happened. Cause if you mm. asked me that a couple months ago, my answer would be <laughs> like nothing, figuring it out. Thanks. Uh, so I actually just completed digital courses that you can go at your own pace and, and five, by the way, at once yeah. is probably a bigger project than I realized. Not I was- yeah. I'm not surprised. Like based on everyone listening in, are we not surprised based on what we've heard from <laughs> Melissa so far that she did five digital courses at one time? Yeah. 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 And that was Amazing. like a first quarter goal. And I was like, oh, this is not happening in three months. And it happened in like four and a half, five and yeah. still amazing. But in my head, it was like major failure. Why is yeah. it taking so long? You know? Uh, so the course That's is incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so they are pretty much the foundation of what it takes to build and scale a business. And I, yeah. I didn't talk much about it on the bio part of it with what I've done with my real estate business, but it's literally everything I've learned over the last 12 years of building and scaling a team or a business that mm. operates with or without you. And to me, that's mindset. So these are the courses. It's mindset, sales skills, hiring, systems, and leadership. Amazing. Yeah. So and these, these are all courses that people can go through on yes. their own, right? Yeah. Go through on their own. And this is the exciting part is I've actually uh, started coming up with some like extra things that people could do if they want more one-on-one or if they want more, you know, guidance. So uh, I offer things like VIP days so we can like really deep dive into your business or the beliefs or, cause this is the cool part. Now it's like, oh, I have business and mindset and the NLP mm-hmm. and it's mindset skills and strategy. And I feel like that's kind of what's missing. No offense in a lot of like business yeah. is, or oh, business coaching. Yeah. it's all strategy and it's go and let's push and let's get this done. And mm-hmm. to me, when I hear someone say, I didn't do something 
or if I can even say this, like with you and your podcast, right. Where you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You can call me out. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, yeah. Cause it was like, I wanted to be at the state and it's not happening. And I think we finally did talk, whether it was on clubhouse or something, we were like, hold on a second. There's something going on unconsciously that's preventing you from taking action. And it's not that something's wrong with you. It's not, why am I so lazy? Why am I not motivated? Like I need more discipline. I need more accountability. To me, it's like, no, there's something going on beneath the surface. Let's figure out what that is so mm-hmm. that you can move through it. So yeah. I think that's what makes it a little different. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and I want to ask you about procrastination in a second, but I would love before that, if you could tell people, cause like I'm familiar enough with NLP and I think one day I absolutely want to like learn more about it, but could you tell everyone who's listening who may have like heard of it or maybe has no idea, like what is NLP? Mm-hmm. I'd love to. So it's neuro-linguistic programming and it's to me, the language of your mind. It is mm. that self-talk. It is those programming and things going on beneath the surface that we don't realize we actually do have control over. Yeah. We might have to reprogram something. We might have to recondition something, but there, there are ways to do it. There are tools to do it but it seems like most people don't talk about it. They don't know about it. So I feel like I've completely rewritten like the coding of my mind and how it works to a place where I can have these conversations mm-hmm. now instead of a year or years ago. I think I just posted the other day, like Daria was my woman, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> like I was, <laughs> I actually read a book. My broker, when I first started in real estate, gave me the mindset book by Carol Zwick, I think. It's all about mindset and how you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And I, at 24 years old, was reading it with a complete fixed mindset. It is what it is. This is how it is. You can't change it. So deal with Mm. it. Mm -hmm. And I was so triggered and pissed off telling me that you could change your mindset. You could change your circumstances that I like threw the book down. Like I stopped reading it. Wow. to now where I'm like, Oh, it's just a limiting belief. You can reprogram and yeah. like, what the hell happened? <laughs> that's so interesting. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so cool. Cause it really is like reprogramming how, how you think. And, and that like, we, you know, I, t- I talk about this all the time on Instagram. I've talked about it on the podcast, but like thoughts lead to your feelings, lead to your actions, lead to your results. Right. So if there's something off in how we're thinking, that's going to affect like how our life looks. Right. Yeah. The mindset course is digging into the NLP side of it. And what started to, I guess, like uncondition it is how your brain processes information, how we're filtering things, how we're perceiving things. Cause yes, it's a thought, But that thought is actually coming from our programming, our conditioning, our environment, what we grew up like to believe in how we were raised and Mm -hmm. whether it was about money or whether it was about anything in life. And so I think that was a huge piece of it is like, oh, I'm processing things because of my conditioning, because Mm -hmm. of how I was raised, because of everything I went through, like, hold on a second. So for me, I had a really distorted filter. So like I've been really anxious and paranoid and always expecting the worst case scenario, which we now know, like you're 
going to think about something and visualize it. Your brain doesn't know the difference between visualizing and reality. And now I'm like, oh, so when I'm like literally thinking of all the horrible things that are going to happen, my body is actually like having the experience. Yeah. Huh? No wonder. Like, okay. So it's things like that, 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 that training that started to just like, oh, hold on a second. Like I didn't realize that wasn't normal. Cause I think, or, and I'm not alone or, you know what I mean? I think that's mm-hmm. a huge piece of it is we feel like we're alone or, or like something's wrong normal. with us. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. I didn't know how exhausting it was to live in survival mode all the time. Like, no wonder I'm tired all the time and don't have energy. And it's because I'm literally ready to like fight for my life at any given moment, whether it's a real threat or not. Right. Yeah. So it just, to me, it took, I took back my power. Mm. I feel like the whole empower, like empowerment is like my favorite word ever. So, yeah. Yeah. well, and it's interesting. Cause like that younger you reading the mindset book and being like that cognitive dissidence, like almost of being like, wait, no, my like, nah, uh, uh, this is, this is crap. I can't change my, my thoughts. No, I'm stuck like this. This isn't because, because then it's, puts ownership on you. Right. And so if we're like, uh, uh-uh, this, like me living all stressed or whatever it is, like that's my fault or I have not fault, but like, yeah. I, I have the ability to change that. No, yeah, cause I would have. Yeah. Other- yeah. Cause why am I choosing to feel anxious and stressed all the time? Right. Yeah. And not to get like, you know, too trigger happy to anyone, but like we really do create, you know, this, we create our reality and, mm-hmm. and sometimes we are getting a benefit from that suffering. Like yep. we get a benefit from our you feel special. You feel like, Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which by the way, if you had told me that again, a couple of years ago, I literally would have told you to go F yourself because to me, that was just like, how dare you? Like, I don't get a benefit from this. Like, don't call mm-hmm. me a victim. Like what, like that was a I didn't want to be a victim because again, it's not conscious. I wasn't sitting there like, Ooh, you know what? I'm going to feel like crap today. So people feel bad for me. And so I get attention. And so I get this, or I'm going to have a migraine so that I have an excuse to get out of that. Like it wasn't conscious. I wasn't like waking up. And so I think that's where people get really uh, like defensive is like, I didn't choose this. And that's where, to me, it's so fascinating. It's such a deep, like such a deep belief. Yeah. Cause, cause you are thing. choosing it, but not consciously. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Don't realize it. You don't realize it. So when you tell someone take ownership, take responsibility, like you're not wrong, but it has to be approached in a certain way where they're ready and want to change or open to see it. So I think that's where it gets a little like, yeah, it, it's, you have, you have to be a little gentle with your approach, but to me, it's like an awakening process. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of part of my, my job or my purpose is to help wake people up to realize like they don't have to live the way that they're living. Yeah. yeah. What are, what are some of the things that people, um, come to you for support on most, like mm-hmm. what those breakthroughs that, that you help people mm-hmm. have most? I feel like it's that overwhelm burnout, like feel stuck. It's not working. They're starting to question if it's Mm. really meant for them, if they're meant to be doing this. It's like, it's that, it's that breaking point where it's like, 
I, I had a vision of something I really wanted and it's not happening. And I, I don't understand why so, like yeah. it's that feeling like something is wrong with you or me, right. Something's wrong with me and I need to fix it. And so I think that's, that's probably what I attract the most is kind of that, like, like I, I want this, but it's not working and you're beating yourself up and you feel stuck and you're not sure why. And you're just ready to almost like quit or give up mm-hmm. or like, you know, maybe I'll go back to doing something else. Yeah. Like there's, there just must be something wrong with me. Cause I can't figure it out. Like that kind of like, yes. Yeah. Defeat. They're doing almost. all the things they're in all the programs. They're, they're doing all the things they're in the coaching. They're in the masterminds. They're in the, you know, personal development stuff. And that was kind of my issue with a lot of these personal development, like seminars or events you can go to that. It's like, okay, I feel good right now. And I feel empowered and I can break through that board or walk on fire and not mm-hmm. knocking any of them. Like they're exciting. Right. And you're all pumped up and you can do anything, but you get back to your life on Monday and you're like, Fuck, I don't want to do anything. Like I still, yeah. I still don't want to do it because it's not dealing with the real, like, I hate saying like the root cause, but it's not dealing with the real issue. So I think like you need, yeah, you need more than just that like weekend or something most of the time. Yeah. Because they don't realize it's a way deeper belief or it's a way deeper thing that's causing this. And the whole alignment piece, why I'm so obsessed with alignment now is because usually actually just to summarize all of that, it's usually because they're following somebody else's rules Mm -hmm. and not doing what actually makes sense for them. Yeah. How, how would you define alignment? So I believe, and again, this is kind of from NLP as well, is that it's when you're conscious and you're unconscious are in alignment is when you say you're going to do something and you actually do it. Mm, yeah. So if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, that is actually your unconscious preventing you from taking action. Mm, yeah. So people, living, living and acting in it showing up in full integrity. Yeah. And I would even argue though, or I would say like with integrity, because another thing it was like, great. So I'm not true to my word. So now it's like, you're almost beating yourself up even more because you didn't follow through. And on you're like, you I'm a liar. I'm flaky. Yeah. And it, and it makes you be, you know, all the negative self-talk even more when in reality, it's like, hold on a second. If I say I'm going to do something and I'm not doing it, what I don't, what I think we're missing is that whether we take action or not is actually controlled in our unconscious. Mm. So that's, what's missing is whether Can we you explain do something. that more. Yeah. So how does that, how does that work? More? Okay. So like- you're, you're caught. And if everybody knows conscious, unconscious, so if you're driving and you kind of zone out and you miss your exit or you like somehow show up where you're going, you're like, how did I you're get like, I don't even remember that. I don't even drive. remember. Like I just was kind of zoned out. Your unconscious was running the show, whether you know it or not. Our unconscious is controlling whether we're breathing when we sleep or like everything it's mm-hmm. literally running our body, whether we realize it or not. So conscious To me, I kind of think of like a tree. So if you think of a tree above the surface, you see the tree, that's your conscious mind. That's where we set goals. It's where we set strategy. It's where Mm -hmm. we, you know, our desire, our method, like everything is conscious decisions, how much you want to make, how much you want to do, how much you want to work out, what you want to look like, what you want to weigh. So if you think about it, those are conscious choices. You're literally making them up, right? So your unconscious mind is like the roots beneath the surface 
that go real deep wide. Like I was a weird analogy, but in real estate, have you ever had like a tree root, like up level a sidewalk? Yeah. And you're like, where the hell did that even cut? Like the trees over there. How's that doing that yeah. over here? Right. That's your unconscious. So your unconscious, okay. your beliefs, your self-talk, your self-esteem, like your unconscious determines whether you're actually going to take action or not. Mm. So that really is alignment is like conscious. I said, I want this unconscious. I actually do it. You're in alignment. Yeah. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, something is beneath the surface that's actually preventing you. So, and that can be like so many different things. Yes, it can. Yeah. (laughs) So let's, let's talk about procrastination a little bit because you, Yeah. yeah, helped me with this, um, like in 2020 when I was, cause I mean, everyone knows who's listening, like, you know, I have a, quite a background in fitness and stuff like that. It's a really big priority of mine. And I was slacking so much, like with my sleep, with getting workouts. And I'm like, what the hell I'm saying again, I'm saying, I want to be doing this and I am not following through. And so you took me through two things that I would love for you to like, almost like take the audience, the listener through around procrastination and values. Are you a growing entrepreneur looking for more visibility? Do you want to stand out as the authority and expert that you are? Do you want more leads, more dream clients coming to you asking about how they can work with you? Do you want to sell out your programs and have a stacked wait list? Are you finally ready to scale your business and create more results with less effort? then you need the PR Accelerator, a hybrid program where we will teach you or somebody on your team how to do your own public relations, how to secure more podcast interviews, more media features, more speaking gigs, more collaborations, and ultimately more authoritative visibility so that you can scale your influence, your impact, and your income with ease. To learn more, visit laurensalon.com slash PR accelerator. That's laurensalon.com slash PR dash accelerator. Yes, I'm like, I get so excited. Okay, so uh, procrastination to me, like, I don't want to say it's not real. Yes, you can be procrastinating. You can absolutely be putting something off. But if you go back to the alignment definition Mm -hmm. again, okay, well, what's actually preventing you? So to me, procrastination is, I always like to ask myself questions, whether you journal or ask out loud. So with the first one for procrastinating would be what outcome am I avoiding? Mm. What am I overcomplicating? Mm -hmm. So what am I, what outcome am I avoiding? What am I overcomplicating? And then am I clear about what I actually want? Mm. Cause sometimes we procrastinate cause we're not really like, I'm doing it right now. Actually, I'm, I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing. And I can tell you right now, I'm not beating myself up. I don't even consider it procrastinating. I'm just not clear. Mm. I need to go get more clarity to say like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay. Now I can go do it. Yeah. Or like what we had talked about was overcomplicating it. It's going to take 10 hours and I don't have 10 hours. And I think it, we were talking about your email, like cleaning out your email. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If I remember that's correctly. the one I'm even now thinking of, which like yeah. I've gotten rid of the guilt around it, Good. but yeah. 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 So it's, it's better. Yeah. And I think I'm more on top of it too, but you know, it's still a, 
when, as you were saying all that, I'm like, Oh, like thinking back to the email, I'm like, I think mine is not outcome. Am I avoiding I'm overcomplicating? Cause yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be so much more work than it actually is every single time. Like how many times do I have to prove myself wrong with that? Right. Of like sitting down and then I take 30 minutes and there we go. It's done when I, I'm then, thinking it'll take me 20 hours. <laughs> right. So, so the next step for you, I would say, or anyone listening to this, that's like, Ooh, yeah, I can think of something and I'm, I'm overcomplicating it, but like, I still just don't like, or maybe you just don't want to do it. You don't like it. It drains you. It doesn't give you energy. So my answer to that would be who can you delegate it to? Mm-hmm. There are people who I know you have virtual assistant, whatever it is, right. There are people who will go through your email and yeah. only give you the ones that matter that you actually need to respond to or like, and that's the thing I know who has like VAs or assistants in their email And I'm like, I know it's not really you talking to me right now. Like it's someone pretending to be you, but guess what? It's off their plate and they don't have to do it. Yeah. And I got the response. Great. Yeah. With procrastination, there could be a a who missing, who can do this, that, Mm -hmm. that can take it away from me because I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like we put so much pressure on like, we got to push through, we got to get it done. I just, I got to suck it up. I got to do it. And it's like, if you're, if you're resisting it that much, why not pay attention to why? And it, again, it's not Lauren, you need more accountability to get through your email inbox. It's like, is that, I mean, your face right now, you're like, that's <laughs> like, who cares? Right. Yeah. So I think that's a huge piece with procrastination is like, like just ignore again, the language we're using, right. Acknowledging that like, no, you're not lazy. No, you're not, you know, a lack of discipline or accountability or motivation. You are making it a bigger project than it needs to be. But at the end of the day, you just don't really want to do it. Right. So yeah. Okay. And that's, and that's where, where I, with my inbox saga, where I've landed now is like, yeah, I'll clear it to zero once or twice a week, which is better than a lot of people. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, like, don't, don't ask feel better about my- it. <laughs> don't ask what mine is because you'll have a heart attack. So, <laughs> oh, mine used to sit at like 16 to 30,000. I don't even know. Like, yeah, it was, it was rough. Like, I had a whole, like, hired someone to help me with systems and efficiency and all that, like, a few years ago. And, like, we got to the bottom of the inbox and I've stayed, stayed, like, done a quite good job of it. But it's yeah. like, I'm not checking it every single day. Like, I'll skim usually once a day, but like, yeah, I'm snoozing things a lot and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's where I'm at now is like, I am managing it effectively enough and I'm at the like, okay, I need to sit down and figure out a system that works effectively for somebody else to take it over. Cause it is still in that thing of where like, I don't want to do it, but I haven't landed on the best way for someone else to take it over yet. And so I'm almost procrastinating on sitting down and figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've tried it before and it hasn't worked well. So that's where I'm I, like, well, I should just keep some of it. I should just stay with it for now. Okay. So, so oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me your thoughts. What came to me on Help that me. <laughs> was, was you haven't, you haven't found the right person and you have a past experience where it didn't work. So you don't really want to go through that again. But I also heard you say like, you have to be the one to create that system. So someone else can take it over. And my belief is when you hire the right person, they do it for you. Yeah. Yes. 
See, I already see or the even, wheel. See the wheel yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or even just finding somebody who has done an effective like VA email management system and then applying that with my VA. Cause that's what I did before. And then I was like, this is actually just creating kind of duplicative work for both of us. So let's not do this anymore. So it wasn't like a failure. It was just, you know, sure. we tried one way. It wasn't as effective as I thought. But do you see how like unconsciously it's kind of living there where it's like, eh, do I really want to go through that again? It didn't really work last time. So do I, do yeah. I want to spend the time yep. to do it? Like, but this is what's going on. So, so anyone who's literally listening right now, it's like, she went from like, oh yeah, my email, Ugh, I guess I'm procrastinating. I kind of got a good management. And then we start talking about like, hold on a second, who can do it? Can you delegate it? And now it's like, oh, there to me, op, when we shift our mind from thinking like we need to do something, we need to fix something. So just looking at like, oh, objectively, this is what yeah. needs to happen or this is what I want moving forward clarity, then the opportunities present themselves. Yeah. But we can't have options and opportunities when we're still blaming us of, oh, I gotta, you know, I'm just not doing it. And I guess, yeah. I, need a, I, guess I need a better system. It's like, right. See, oh. even this helpful. I'm like, yeah, just find someone else who's figured it out. <laughs> it makes me happy. Done. I love these conversations because it's, it's quick, right? So I'm very like, I'm all about efficiency, you know, I'm very like, oh, yeah. let's just get it done, but, but not like on the surface and move on. Like mm-hmm. I hear it all the time. Like, I don't know, just what, me. so I would love for you. Cause you did this in, um, what in one of my, you know, the PR accelerator group, when you guest yeah. coach, you did it with me before. Could you take the listeners through your procrastination exer- like visualization exercise? Right. It was, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's a good question. I feel like it will be a while. Like it'll take okay too long. Might take a little too long. Okay. Well, you guys, there, there is an exercise to do that will literally take you from procrastination to motivation. And it's through an exercise called chaining anchors, chaining anchors. So yeah. Okay. It. <laughs> yeah. Explain it. And then tell us which one of your courses it's in. Cause I'm guessing it's in one of them. Yeah. It's funny. It's actually not, but maybe I need to add, maybe that'll or, be <laughs> or the, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, hold it. Or that could be a like freebie, right? Like a free training video exercise. Look yeah, at us brainstorming to, on this podcast I know, this right is, now. This is, this is us. I love this. Kind of, this is our normal conversations by the yeah. way. Yeah. So state, but come, yeah, explain yeah. it, explain come it. Come find me. It's, and it's really I'm cool. sure something on it at some point. Um, mm-hmm. but, but basically, uh, anchor. So like if you have a favorite childhood meal or a song or something comes on and it literally takes you back to a place in your mind, right? Like that's actually like an emotional or it's an, it's what we call an anchor. Mm-hmm. So it could be, it could be a smell. It could be a sound. It could be, you know, music. It could be food. It could be taste. Uh, like it could be a place, right? You go somewhere and it just kind of evokes this emotion. It evokes a memory. So like, there's a song I listened to on repeat in high school. And anytime that comes on, like doesn't come on very often, but like, you know, anytime I would hear it now, I can literally remember being in my car driving and like listening to it and how I felt in that moment. And it will like bring me to tears now. Cause I'm like, how did I get here in my life? Right? Like I, 
So that's an anchor. So, so in NLP, we learned how to use anchors in different ways to evoke a certain memory or emotion. So even with like performance, like athletes, like when you're in Mm. that zone, you have that like fire, you're on it, whatever it is, you can actually anchor that in. And there's a way we call it like fire it off to, to bring it back to life. Yeah. 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 So you could use it for feeling empowered, excited. I had someone, uh, do one once she called it the, like, you know, uh, like rich bitch bougie anchor where we anchored in this ah. feeling of like abundance and wealth and like all these things. And if you literally, it was on our knuckles. So if like, I pushed right here, it's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like, I feel it come back. So with procrastination, we did it in a way where we basically connect the anchors together Mm -hmm. to lead you from procrastination to usually frustration. Let's just say as an example, right? You're procrastinating and then you get frustrated. Like, what the hell? Like, why am I doing this? This is so annoying. Like, ugh. and maybe frustration brings you to Hey, I got clear. Like I'm excited now. Like, okay, I actually have some hope. I'm excited. I know what I need to do. Let's pull me out of that frustration Mm -hmm. into excitement. And then from excitement, maybe you're motivated. So after the podcast or, you know, Monday, you're going to be like, Hey, I actually am going to get this email thing done. Cause I don't want to do it anymore. That's empowered. That's motivated. Right. So that's kind of the exercise is taking you through a visualization so that you actually can connect connect the dots. So anytime you feel like you're going to procrastinate it instantly, like nanoseconds takes you to motivation instead. Just, it's crazy NLP magic. Yeah. Right. It's nuts. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally like, yeah, magic, witchcraft, whatever, but it's, it's so cool. And it's so based in science, which is, is so neat. Yes. And this we actually learned in the, the first training I went to, And that's what was, there's so many exercises you can do. And we did another one when you talked about values where you literally are reprogramming your unconscious to operate differently. And I'm not kidding. I knew I wanted to start a coaching business. I knew I wanted to get out of real estate and do something else. And I, I wasn't ready. I hadn't achieved enough. I wasn't good enough yet. I had to get to a certain level before Mm -hmm. I earned the right to do it. I had all these things of why I couldn't. And I went to that ridiculous four-day training. I mean, amazing, right? But like <laughs> four-day training. And I left and was like, started my LLC, started the business, taught my first class and had my first paying client in less than 30 days from that training. And I, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, and it's what did I, I just do? Yeah. yeah, what did I just do? Because it was literally uh, doing more of these kinds of exercises where we were figuring out the root issue and then reprogramming it to something that would actually benefit you moving mm-hmm. forward. And that's what we did with the values as well. So it was just like, yeah. and, it, and it's so, well, well, actually, before I get, say that what, so, cause one of the things that you and I did when I was like, I'm not like prioritizing my fitness and that's such an important thing for me, like da, 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 da. And so you took me through a values exercise. So how would somebody get clear on what their core values are. Like, how would you recommend someone get started with that? Mm. So this is, what's really interesting is people think values are conscious 
Like, like mm. from a business perspective, what are your core values? Right. And yeah. you're like, well, I believe in freedom and I want this and customer service. And like, that's how we're kind of taught. What we learn is that values are actually, of course, unconscious. <laughs> like that's my answer to everything. Yeah. Like, but yeah. values are like the deepest part of who we are, what drives us, what's important to us, what motivates us, what will keep us in a job or a relationship and what will actually cause us to leave. So when you want to figure out, like it is, uh, we call it a values elicitation. Someone like takes you through questions to, to help determine what they are. Cause again, you're not really able to figure it out consciously, but you can at least start to get an idea because what, what is like so important to you that you have in your life right now, that if you didn't have it, you would literally change your situation to go have it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have your, you're living your values right now. Cause if you're not, you are like going to leave, going to quit, going to move. Yeah. Something is happening where you're about to make a big shift. Cause some, there's a boundary, there's a violation happening on one of your values. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I don't know what that quote is, but it's kind of cliche, but it, it, you know, I think is pretty accurate. It's like, show me your life and I'll tell you your values or something like that. Like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just getting present. It's slowing down. It's journaling. It's reflecting. It's taking some space to actually like really think about like what is really important to me? Like, what do I have in my life right now? And, and here's a, here's, I guess, a, a good example with real estate. To me, my career values were like freedom and growth mm -hmm. and uh, leadership and alignment. And, you know, like there were things that were being met in the real estate space. That's why mm -hmm. I stuck around for as long as I did, but I wasn't fulfilled. Mm because not all of my values were being met. So I was there, it was okay, but this is why I was resisting so much or having so much, so many issues where there was a point where if I had a, a lead come in or a buyer come in, I would like have a meltdown of like, you know, and it's cause it was violating my value of freedom. Mm, yep. Yeah. So there were conflicts happening all the time because one of my values was getting put, you know, pressured or violated or a boundary. Now, to be fair, I had no idea how to create boundaries in my life. So that was another lesson I had to learn, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, still learning, but yeah. So that, so with yours, with, you know, exercise and health, it was figuring out what's actually preventing you from going. What's what is holding you back? What's going on? And then yeah. we did a uh, kind of a visualization to, to move your value up, which will yeah. then affect your behavior. Well, yeah. Yeah. And cause, cause for me, I remember when we went through it, cause I, I put health pretty low. Like I don't even know if health was on there, which is crazy because I was like, oh, well, it's just a given. I'm going to do it like, you know, it's a given that that's really important to me. So I almost was like creating my values around like, like aspirational over yes. what was kind of the reality of it. And then I was like, wait, no health actually needs to be like very high on the list because it's a given, you know, because it's one of my non-negotiables. And because when I am aligned and tapped in, like that happens no matter what, you know, um, and so, so yeah, so it was really helpful to reprioritize that. Cause it then gave me, re gave me the <laughs> permission, I guess, to like 
refocus my energy there and my subconscious too, you know? Yes. And I, I'm fully aware that this all might sound completely insane. If you're listening, you're just like, nah, they get what it. talking about, right. But, but there's, it's a lot of visualization. It's a lot of, you know, just really uncovering what's going on beneath the surface. And we could have 15, 20 values. Like it's not that health wasn't on the list. It just, you really operate in like your top five or six. Mm-hmm. So if it's not in your top five or six, you're, you're not necessarily going to make it like a priority, like it's there, yeah. but so this is where something was, was off. You weren't to, this is kind of the definition of it is like, you feel the most fulfilled and in your purpose when you're in alignment with your values. Yes. So it's a, it's a big deal that again, no one's really talking about, but mm-hmm. when I learned that it was like, no wonder I'm miserable selling real estate. It's, it's not, in it's not fully in alignment with what I'm meant to be doing, my purpose, my values. Like now there's a way I could restructure my business so that it does align, which is really exciting because now it does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it took a long time to figure out and, and make it happen. So I think that's why I'm so like passionate about you know, or obsessed with alignment and nothing's wrong with you. You're not broken. Cause I wish someone had just told me this, not that I would have listened to be fair. Right. But like, I wish that I just kind of was exposed to this a lot earlier because there's a lot of pain and suffering that I went through. To, <laughs> it's funny. Cause like, I, that's why I'm yeah. Here. Cause then you go and like, path. I'm supposed to be here where I'm at now in this version of me. So I guess I had to go through all that shit to get here. You know, you're like, oh. <laughs> now I can, now I can look back and be like, oh, I see it now. Oh, all yeah, that yeah. hell, all that, all, all the crap. I see it. That is literally why I'm here and how I'm here and like what I'm meant to be doing. But when you're in it, it sucks. <laughs> so it's yeah. just getting like the hope to get through it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned early earlier that like something you're kind of working on and, and, you know, it's, it's, I can relate to this too, like a continued (laughs) learning and lesson practice is that slowing down. Right. So tell us more about that. Like, how have you, what has helped you actually like slow down, right. And do less. So I thought I was slowing down because I was removing things from my plate that didn't necessarily light me up. But then I didn't realize how I completely filled my plate with all the things that light me up. So even though, even when we first met a year ago, how much I was committed to was actually insane. Like looking back, I'm like, what? Like I was coaching a group of agents in my office. I was leading my real estate team and coaching them. I had my own clients that I was still selling to because I couldn't say no. Uh, I was leading role play and scripts for my office. I was teaching for my office. Uh, I was in the PR accelerator. So now, you know, trying to get this all at the same time, right? Like PR and visibility. I was in, uh, you know, Chris and Lori Harder's Fast Foundations Mastermind. Um, Oh, I was like- like, And you and I had plenty of conversation where I'm like, no more courses. Like just do what's in front of you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have time for anything, right? Like I don't have time for this. Like I got a schedule and I was trying to like, it just, that, that wasn't even all of it. I know there was more, like there was more. So 
So, yeah. So I think that what, how, or how this all happened was uh, someone actually had me write out everything I was committed to and everything I was doing. And it filled a page, page and a half. I mean, it was like, whoa, no wonder I have no time to grow my business or bro. I was coaching. I was coaching people too, separately in my other business. I was still teaching and doing webinars and other things in my other business. I was doing breakthrough session. I mean, it was like, you would have looked at my calendar and been like, what the hell? (laughs) It was insane. And I was exhausted and I didn't have any time for me. So my work would start six, seven, eight o'clock at night is when I could finally breathe and do something for myself. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs get themselves into is like, I want, I built this business for freedom and flexibility and I'm literally working 24 seven. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So once I had that awareness, I really got clear on what do I actually want? What is below my hourly rate? What is energizing and exciting me? What's actually moving me towards my bigger vision and purpose and, you know, what I desire. And I realized there was so much on the list that was like not helping me get there, but it was, but it was sneaky because I enjoy, (laughs) I love teaching. Right. So teaching agents in my office, like felt like there was a purpose and I was getting a benefit from it, but, but like, I wasn't, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it wasn't actually. Yeah. Well, because you can fill yourself. Yeah. And you can fill yourself self up with all these things that you love, but then you can cross the line with that. Right. And you're like, wait a second. Now I'm overextended, but I love all these things, but now it's, yeah, it's knocking something else out of balance. Yes. So this year I joined a mastermind with one of your besties and she, it, it took time. It took a couple months for me to like, start to hear the message of like, no, you're still not slowing down. You're still like not quite getting it. You need to just be the more that you're present, the more I go outside, the more I just sit with myself, the answers would come up. It would get really clear. Like I would feel better. And so I just started like removing myself probably in January. I started removing myself from as much as I could I finally started saying no to clients. So I'm no longer selling houses. My team is taking care of it. And I just, I feel like I had a break where I was like, this actually is amazing. I love not having back-to-back stuff all day. And I feel, I was like, now I'm at the opposite point where I'm like, I don't want to put anything back on. (laughs) So especially after the digital courses, I was like, I, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything else. And I'm still doing things, but it's right. Well, and sometimes it takes us like having to learn the lesson 500 times. Right. And like hit the wall over and over again. And then you're like, Oh, am I actually going to get it this time? I think so. I think I'm tired of, of like running into this wall. (laughs) Yeah. I I can say I officially, and Sedona was a huge like turning point for that too. Again, we had our mastermind retreat in Sedona and did a ton of like embodiment release work, you know, healing, just a lot of like, what do I really want my life to look like? And like refining my power in like my own voice. And it, cause you remember, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I'm just, I know I have all this stuff, but I'm not quite sure like mm-hmm. how it's all piecing together. Am I a coach? Am I a speaker? Am I a, 
what am I? I don't know. Like it was an idea. I feel like it was like an identity shift of like, no, I'm just me. And that is my power. And like, it feels really good to Mm -hmm. pull Oracle cards in the morning and not feel like I'm behind and I got to get to work. It's like, no, this, I love what, what Taylor would say is no, that is your job to pull Oracle cards. And that's part of the work. That's part of the job. Yep. You're at the trees and just be. <laughs> and, and cause so much of the time, especially those of us, cause I'm, I'm one of these people too, who are recovering like workaholics do, 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 do all the things, right. That doing is a way of procrastinating, right? Like let's create more clutter. So I don't have to like slow down and hear what I actually want. Right. Cause I'm just going to stay so busy. And, and so, yeah. So like, once we start to actually be like, oh, wait, if I slow down, like one, it feels scary, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and uncomfortable, but then you're like, oh, like, yeah, that clarity starts to show up so much more. Yeah. So now, now that it's embodying that feminine, right. Instead of that masculine, mm-hmm. go, yes. go, go push. We got it. You said it earlier, like I took a day to do nothing. And it was like, oh, that was such a waste or, you know, yeah even on my team, like we celebrate when like, I have four agents who work with me. They're all moms of young kids and with homeschool and all the things. And we celebrate when like they take a day off or when they take a nap, like I took a nap today and it was like, it's the best thing ever instead of (laughs) feeling shame over it or yeah, but I got to push through. It's like, I'm learning more about like my body and feminine mm. energy and all these things where ease it. and flow. And I'm like, who am I? Right. It's just yeah. it's so funny. It's so funny to me that I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to. Actually oh yeah, get it. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I relate to that so much too. Like, yeah. Five years ago, <laughs> maybe a little bit more. No, five years ago, even I would have like thinking of like me, like, oh, not doing a ton and like meditating and like pulling cards and like having crystals in my house and shit like that. I would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> Who is that chick? No way. She, yeah. Our, she doesn't work like 50 hours a week. Like what? No, I, I, I actually remember in December, I did a VIP day with someone with me. Like she, I signed up to do a VIP day with her And we were talking about how many hours do I actually want to work? And I was like, if I just worked 40, that would be amazing. And she was like, do you really want to work 40 hours? I'm like, yeah, because I'm working like 60 right now. So that would be a break, right? Like that would feel like expansive. And I remember she's like, do you really want to work Fridays? And I was like, well, I mean, I could do like a half day on Friday. She's like, what if you just didn't work Fridays and you stopped at like 430 during the week? And I actually told her she was crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. I was like, Who yeah. does that? Like, no, that's so tough to do, you know? Yeah, Cause I've, I've had that, like, you know, funny. yeah. That same kind of conversation with so many people that I've coached and worked with and stuff and where I'm like, no, no. What is the ideal situation? Not a step better than this. What is the dream situation? Oh, if I'm you're so being crazy, do it. Right. What is it? Yeah. So here's what I find so fascinating with this whole process is that we don't know what we want. Like we think we do, we think we have a vision. We think we have this idea, but it's, but when someone says, what is your ideal schedule? What is your like ideal, like how much do you really want to work? It's like, again, a conscious answer just pops up like, well, I want to work less, you know, or I want to work 
I don't know, whatever it is, but it's like, no, have you actually taken time to like sit with it? Dream, ideal, perfect, perfect ideal situation. What makes you happy? What energizes you? What excites you? And I feel like that's what I've been playing with lately is what do I actually want? Not what I'm supposed to, not what I'm should, not what everyone says my coaching business should look like. Like, what do I want it to look like? Mm -hmm. That's such a great brain dump exercise too, to like write out, you know, or even like put, put your phone on voice record or something and just like speak out all the things that you want. Like, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your business to look like? Yeah. Yeah. And not judge yourself for like your honesty, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think that is part of the, cause by the way, we're human and we are hardwired to focus on what we don't want, Mm. what we don't like, what's not working. That's normal. So it actually takes conscious effort to say like, hold on a second. What, what do I actually want? What do I want it to look like? And I just went through a program with another one of your besties. I just follow your friends by the way. So (laughs) it's great. No, I love it. Do it. Uh, but I just finished another one where it was literally all about that. What do you want to create, create from a place of alignment, from power, from what feels good. And most of us were like, I don't effing know what that is. Like, mm. I don't know. Mm. Like, like, yeah. What are you supposed to tell me the, the way that works best? Yeah. I was like, I, I can't, it was almost like I couldn't even think of ideas because I was so programmed to think it's only this way. Like, yeah. like. I can only take on -on one-on-one clients for three or six months or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, no, that's, that's not the only way. Like we can get creative in so many different ways. And it it really forced me to like stop and journal of like, what feels good? What do I actually Mm -hmm. want this to look like? And Mm -hmm. I create and creating from a, she taught us like her creation process. When the hell have you ever taught, learned like how to create from a place that feels good? Like that doesn't even we're like, well, I want to make more money or how much. And she's like, no, not money. You don't lead with money. You lead with what feels good to you. The transformation you want to lead someone through the impact you yeah. want to make. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like that's yeah. but I want to make this. It's like, right. And, and, and the thing is too, sometimes we have to go through the process of doing it that way, quote unquote, out of order, like leading with the money, right. And doing, and leading with the strategy and the to do's and doing it someone else's way and doing that for a bit. And yeah, maybe having success, like certain mm-hmm. levels of success checked off with that. But then, yeah, there's often, if you're, we're doing it that way, there is something off, right. Because yeah. we didn't ground it in the energy we want to feel when we're doing it. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the uh, big aha for me is slowing down, taking time for myself and really getting clear about what I want and what I want to create. Cause we can, once we get that, you can actually do it. Yes. I love that. Okay. So we, I know we could keep chatting about all the things. I know. I need to, I'm going to close that, but if that's okay, but keep talking, I can hear you. <laughs> um, well, I just have like two questions left yeah. for you. Cause we'll, we'll it. close okay. it on up. Um, so obviously, you know, this show is all about like people owning their truth, right? Like, and so like, you know, in a lot of ways getting into alignment, like using their voice, standing out and just being unapologetically themselves in the world. So like, yes, all about alignment and embodiment. Um, so what would in your perspective, like what is one key piece of advice that you would give 
people who are looking to stand out and live more unapologetically bold and aligned, whether that's like an action item, a quote to think of, a question to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing. Okay. I'm, it's hard for me to, to pick one. one thing, you I know, know but know. I'm, I'm going to go with my, my favorite quote. Yeah. So my, this is my, my quote, right. Is when you're in alignment, you do not need force or accountability because you will be inspired to take action. Mm. Yeah. So that I'd say is to start reflecting where you are saying you're going to do something, saying you need more accountability, saying you need force because you're not inspired to actually do it. Something could be out of alignment there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And then to close us on out, where can everybody find you online? Where can they jump into your courses? All the things. So as you know, (laughs) I spend way too much time on Instagram. So come find me on Instagram. I'm right there with you. Uh, Literally in the DMs. Yeah, literally. Um, So at Melissa Mishat, I'd love come find me, come say hello. If you have questions on this, if you're like, what the hell are you talking about? I am happy to, to, you know, answer questions. And then uh, melissamashat.com. That's the new website. All the courses are there. Ways to work with me, all the things. It's finally here and ready. Amazing. I know. I know. All those courses, you guys go check them out. Mindset, scales, sales skills, hiring systems, leadership, all with like so much NLP behind them. And, and as you guys heard, like years and years of leadership sales, you know, running a team experience from, from Melissa, like, yeah, some good, good stuff. So thank you so much for joining and sharing all of this with everybody. And yeah, you guys like also like Melissa, you got to create like that, the procrastination, like mini something for, for everybody, because that's, it's a good one. People would love that. So I like it. I said mini workshop coming. Cause I, it, yeah. it needs to be a little interactive. I find trying yes. to do it by yourself is a, is a little difficult. So yes. stay tuned. I feel like I'll, yeah. yeah. I'm like giving you more things to do. Oops. Oh no, but see, this is, but my, my schedule's clear now. So it's, I love it. So there's space. <laughs> Good. So yeah. as she said, Melissa Machat on IG and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice and keep being you because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.